It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The editor-in-chief of the very athletic Bay Area, Jim Kawakami. Jim Kawakami, who has covered the NBA for over two decades. It's time now for the TK Show on Athletic Podcast Network. Hey everybody, Tim Kawakami here, TK Show, recording from the home studio. Very glad to have on as my guest, a very busy person the last few weeks, every week, right? But last few weeks, especially, it's general manager of the 49ers, John Lynch. Really appreciate you this time here, John. You had the trade deadline yesterday. Uh, maybe a little backstory. We had this originally set up for yesterday. And then I was, oh, wait a minute. John's a little busy. I go, hmm, I wonder. I didn't say anything, but I wonder what that might mean. Uh, you traded Jeff Wilson to the Miami Dolphins for a fifth round pick. John, did that just come about like just right about? I mean, I'm sure there were discussions, but like, did the actual trade happen like about 11 o'clock yesterday? Yeah, that's kind of when it was getting finished. And um, a lot like these things often happen. We'd been talking with the Dolphins for probably a week and, and knew that they had some interest. I honestly didn't believe it would happen because we were quite clear with teams that uh, what our price was, and it was a fifth round pick, and, and we weren't going to. We were going to stay disciplined on that because Jeff's been a really valuable part of this team this year. And uh, despite the fact that we have Christian now, that we uh, it, it looks good to have Elijah back, if not for the first guy, game out of the bye soon thereafter. Um, so teams knew that. And, you know, for a guy that has eight games left on his deal uh, at a running back uh, position where people just aren't inclined to, to trade, you know, a lot of capital um, unless it's a, a certain players and, and you know, the, the, the absolute cream of the crop. Um, I just really didn't think it would happen. I thought we had we valued uh, more than Jeff more. Uh, we valued Jeff more than probably anyone else would. Well, it turns out Mike McDaniel had been <laughs> around him and kind of knew who he was. And, and, you know, I think it all made sense. You know, the, the Dolphins never told us their intention. At, shortly after our trade, we see that they trade Chase Edmonds over to Denver. So it made sense then. Was there some, you know, thought that giving it, and we'll get to the McCaffrey trade, no question, by the way, but by doing that, that you needed to get some picks, at least one or two picks back at some point, because otherwise you don't have very many picks next year. Yeah, it wasn't a must. It wasn't an absolute that we had to, but but if the right opportunity came around, um, it'd be nice. We we really value our picks. I think, you know, there's been a lot of memes out there, um, you know, uh, you know, kind of. You're not quite our, F them picks. You're yeah, not quite. Steve, F them. Yeah. Stealing a phrase from our, our friends down yeah. south in, in the Rams. And that was good for them. Um, but we really value our picks. We value our process. We value our college scouting staff and everything they do. And, and um, so. You know, if, if we had the opportunity to get a pick or two back, we were going to try to do that. And, uh, you know, we don't like giving away really good players, though. And Jeff Jeff is that. But, um, you know, we also really value Elijah. Obviously, Christian brings a lot. We've got Ty Davis Price and Jordan Mason, rookies who we are we are high on. And, and uh, you know, they're going to be a part of us for some time. So 
uh, it just made sense when when they kind of hit the, the price that we had set and uh, hard to do though because Jeff is a he's been a special part of, of building our culture here um, he's a guy who's had some tough luck injury wise but always has a smile on his face he's got so much fight uh, in the way he plays he's really just a, a favorite and respected uh, player in that locker room and as I told him when we did the deal you're not only one of my favorite players, you're one of my favorite people on earth. And that's the hard part of this business. But I also felt like Jeff was happy because Jeff wanted to be a feature guy. And I think he'll have that opportunity down in Miami. I'm not sure he would have here. Well, let's talk about that Christian McCaffrey. Uh, obviously a huge deal. Uh, I'm sure there were tense moments and detailed negotiations. But I want to get the, the camera showed you guys, you and Adam and Jed and other people in the box, I think after his touchdown reception to put you ahead late in the third quarter. And that was a lot of happy guys bouncing around there. I was wondering, you know, you've played, it can't be like competition, but is it a moment like that, that you kind of feel it again? Like, this is worth the grind. This is worth the details. Uh, you, you just seemed utterly, it wasn't even like just utter joy at, at what was being, you know, shown to you. Uh, can you just go what your emotions were just in those moments you're seeing McCaffrey do that stuff? I think it was more joy. I mean, obviously you want to, uh, when you, when you invest that much into a player, you want to see it pay off. And so to have the immediate returns that we did, I thought he played really well against Kansas City in limited scope. Um, but to come see it all come to fruition was was tremendous. But I was really more happy for our team. I think it was the first time all year we put all three phases together. I think there's also some context there. I mean, we'd been in that stadium before with a 10-point lead. And I looked <laughs> up at one point and we had a 10-point lead. You know, and and it, it that was really frustrating to us because we felt like we had a team that was built to close and we didn't close. And so, uh, albeit in a regular season game, but a, a very important for us going into the bye, um, for us to go close and, and close out a team, that, that felt really good. And I, I think it's just, um, you know, you always tell people, be careful what you do because when you put that standard out there, everyone knows what you're capable of. But I think that was important for us to find that as a team, uh, how good we can be. And we did that without a lot of our best players. And the fact that we're likely to get a lot of those really good players back after the bye, I think, has me and our team feeling good. Now it's about going and doing it on a consistent basis. So that's what all those high fives were all about. And, you know, you can't play. You got to you got to have some joy. And it's always so fun in that environment because. Uh, our fans just travel so well everywhere, but down there you really feel it. So the environment is just a, a fun one. When you guys are first talking about trading for McCaffrey, as I, I, think, I think you both said, it was like right after you played him in Carolina. Was it like we need a great player? Like at some point we do need somebody? Or was it McCaffrey? That's the, if we're going to make a move, it has to be that guy. Um, you know, uh, he, we really we we really zeroed in on him. Um we liked our team as it was, as it was put together. Um, so it had to be a difference maker. And uh, I always love the conversations when you go down and mention something to Kyle. He's like, "No, there's no way we're getting that dude. <laughs> like, there's no way. Um, you're dreaming, you know." And I said, "Well, it's all right to dream. Let me let me go work on it and see what we got." And you know, we kept kind of playing the thing through. It, um, you know, it, it was tough because we, we were on it early in hopes to close it out before everyone got involved. That wasn't going to happen. They were going to they were either going to keep Christian because he was of great value to Carolina 
or they were going to trade them. They had, they had a, a high standard. They had a, a high mark set for what it was going to take to move them. And then when you get multiple teams in, um, it became steep. But we really felt that Christian's impact, um, he's such a versatile player. Um, he can he can do so much in the run game, in the pass game. Um, we felt like he would lift the boats. He, he'd make Jimmy a better player. He'd make our team a better team. And I think when you add him uh, with Debo, their, their skill sets, although they play different positions, they really mirror each other quite well. And uh, I think just to add those guys with the emergence of, of uh, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, you really present a, a pick-your-poison um, type uh, dilemma for defenses. And that was intriguing to us. And so, yeah, it, it cost a lot in terms of compensation, but at, at the end we felt like uh, it was well worth it. And, um, you know, we just got to keep going with it and we've seen what it can be. Now we got to go make that. It's not going to be him like that. He's not going <laughs> to throw a touchdown, run for a touchdown and catch one in every game, but just his presence, I think will affect um, the game in a big way each and every week. It's funny you said that when, when I asked Kyle, like, were you the guy pushing this, pushing this? He goes, oh, hell no. I was going to say, here's what's wrong with it. Here's how, well, we can't do it, uh, <laughs> which I get about Kyle. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, once it becomes a possibility, you know, once you're telling him, we're in this, we're, we might have the best offer, is that when Kyle's like, let's, we got to do this. We can like the coaches, right? Coaches like, let's get the guy. Let's just get the guy. Is, yeah. is that how it kind of worked out? Yeah. I've always been impressed, though, with Kyle's discipline because I know that's the case with coaches. It's, it's uh, you know, our, our job is to have, you know, more pragmatic view and, hey, we got to think three years out. Coaches want it now. Well, I want it now, too. And Kyle's sometimes the governor on me. And I, I think we, we have done a good job over the years kind of balancing each other out. Um, at times it's, it's me wanting to push the limits and him saying, come on, man, we gotta, we gotta hold tight here. We've got a good team. And at other times it's him. Um, now when he does hit that and, and, and decides he wants to go for something, there's no stopping. And so (laughs) then it's my job to pull him back. But I think that works well. And and we've got a good team around us and, uh, I'm just glad we have him, um, uh, speaking of Christian and, uh, I, I, I'm really excited for our team. He, he really fits us too. You know, you can see even in the celebrations after touchdowns, there's one that's really hilarious. Kyle showed in the team meeting after George scored his touchdown, Christian's doing this, waiting for the hug and George didn't come and Christian stayed there for about 60 <laughs> seconds until George finally came and saw him. And uh, I, I, that's just representative that he just fits in our locker room really well. Uh, in the, I'm not going to ask you for all the details. I'm sure you won't tell me about negotiations, but what was the second rounder like the, the line you had across? Was there a line that actually did the trade? Well, I think it was, uh, you know, we were kind of at a second and a, and a third and we were willing to do something in the next year, which turned out to be the fifth round. But then the Rams, you know, I didn't know who it was, but another team came in. They had a, uh, I believe they had a two and three in 23 a four and five in uh, 24 and a player. We didn't know who the player was. It turned out, I think it was Cam Akers. And so, you know, Fitterer, who did a a really good job throughout the process, came back and said, look, the the way you can make this happen is you guys have a fourth this year. The other team doesn't. Um, You you give that fourth this year. And and that, that was a lot for us. But ultimately we said, for how he how how we believe he can be the difference for us, and we we believe this this team has a chance for for, for the whole thing this year. 
let's go do it. And um, I keep saying it, but I'm, I'm happy we did. Imagine playing against him on Sunday. That probably wouldn't have been too fun. Yeah, that, that factored in as well. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. In some ways, does the McCaffrey deal kind of like average out? You're getting him for so little this season that even if you do you get him next season at 11.8, which is his contract, yeah. it kind of averages out in your mind. Is that kind of how that works logically? That's a good point, Tim. I mean, I, I was blown away because, you know, that sometimes these teams do conversions and, and things to help their cap out. And I believe that's what Carolina did. And as a result, like Christian was completely prepaid for this year. So Amazing. that's why the comp got so high too. Like to, to have the opportunity to player like that at the minimum salary, that's, that never happens. And uh, that was the case here. And sure he is top of the market in the running back um, world, um, you know, moving forward. But I, I think Christian's so much beyond a running back, you know, and, and uh, that I, I think that's actually a pretty good number for us. So um you know, players like that, you make it work. And, and uh, we've got a lot of smart people here that help me along with those, with that type of plan. And I think we're in good shape. I really do. Well, I give you a chance to talk about a guy's draft pick that's been criticized at least before this season, second round pick last season, Aaron Banks didn't really play doing pretty well. <laughs> it's like, I mean, what are your thoughts on that progress and, and kind of what he went through and what's the difference for him? That's what's happening right now. Very obviously very, very solid at guard for you all season long. Yeah. So, you know, last year, I, I think it, when everybody's asking and thinking something's wrong with them because he wasn't playing, we just ran into a situation where Lakin was a very solid player and Lakin always plays. He always shows up. That's what made Lakin so special and played consistently well and then on the other side you got Danny Brunsko who's a grinder and was just hard to beat out and so um you know Kyle felt comfortable with them there were times we thought Aaron was going to go uh you know kind of win that job and then Danny Brunsko would would play you know play a stretch of really good football so he never got out there but we were still very high on him uh I'd be lying to you his training camp wasn't wasn't tremendous you know <laughs> and so there were some concerns. That's his rookie trend. No, I'm talking this year, oh, this, going this into this year, year wow, too. It, it wasn't always great. And um, But to the kid's credit, you know, he got better each day. And I give Chris Furster, James Craig, um, the whole line group of coaches a, a really um, – I give them a lot of credit. I give Aaron the most credit, though, because he kept his head down. He kept grinding. And he, he's, he's a gamer. He, uh, you, you have to practice well to, to play well in this league, but he, he does have a special quality and I love it. Um, come game, 
game time, he's a better player than he is. And then he looks out here on the practice field and that's nothing against his work ethic. I just think he's got that. He's got this competitive nature and it brings in the better the player he's going against, the better he plays as well. And so um, we're really excited about him. Um, you know, we knew all along this was a bigger body than we're accustomed to playing with, but he can move extremely well. Um, you know, he is really holding his own in the run game. Uh, that's where he's a force. And in the pass pro, um, he had to give up a sack all year. That's pretty good. And uh, we're really proud of Aaron, just like we are Spencer Burford, uh, you know, who's playing the right guard. And he's an immensely talented kid, uh, really really long arms to play the guard position, but can bend, can uncoil. You see that in the run game when he's pulling. Um, and, you know, the, the way I broke into the league as a starter, I didn't start till year three. And when I did, I was kind of rotating with a with a 10-year vet, a guy named Barney Bussey in, in, uh, in Tampa. And I thought it was a great way. Back then, I didn't think it was too good. I wanted to play all the time, but I, I thought it was a good way to break into the, the league. And that's what we're doing with Burford. Every now and he'll play most of the snaps and then Brunskill will come in and spell him. And it kind of lets him refresh his mind, reset. And that's been a, a nice way to break him in. And uh, Brindell's doing a nice job at the center position as well. So, you know, I thought that's something that really stood out in the Rams game. You know, Jimmy, you know, made some off schedule, extend, extend the play, like the one to Christian in the end zone. Mm-hmm. But that was all set up by great pass protection. And so I think our whole line's really rounding into form, having Trent healthy. Everybody likes to talk about McGlinchey's woes, but McGlinchey's had a really good year. It's been solid and consistent. He had one bad half, uh, you know, tough half against uh, the Chiefs and Chris Jones, who's an all-pro player, had some rough snaps, but really pleased with the way Mike's playing and that whole group is playing. I, I don't want to throw anything surprising, but it just dawned on me. I, I haven't told you about this, but not a shock question. Uh, you were asked about the TV stuff, uh, Amazon, whoever came after you, a whole lot of money on the table. Uh, what was that like? And like, how seriously did you have to think about it? And how seriously do you have to think about it in the future? Yeah, you know, it was humbling when people come after you. You know, Fred Goodelli was kind of the link. Fred, uh, the longtime producer of Sunday Night Football, and I through production meetings. And when I was in the broadcast business, he was he was always nice enough to send me a note and say, hey, I think you and Kevin Burkhart are one of the top crews in football, and I really enjoy, I, I, I appreciate your preparation. He would just send me texts like that. And so Freddie and I got to know each other. And, you know, one one day, um, you know, late last season, he kind of sent me a note and I said, Freddie, we're in the midst of this thing. I can I couldn't possibly, you know, sit down and talk with you. And he, I just want to have dinner. And, you know, finally, you know, for a friendship, I just relented and, and uh, had no idea what they were going to dump on me. And and he showed up with some execs from Amazon. We did it at, at my house, Linda and I. And had some Mexican food, some margaritas. And, and next thing you know, they dropped this bomb. <laughs> they want to hire me. And uh, that Mr. Bezos is very aware of this, of this dinner going on. And, uh, you know, uh, the price is really not an option. They, they felt like it was like, whoa, this is a lot. And I said, I can't even think about this right now. You know, I've, I've got a duty to our team and I feel, feel dirty even being here. <laughs> I just was having dinner with a friend. Um, you know, at the end of the year, we, we, we didn't play well. Um, you know, we didn't finish in that championship game. And, you know, oftentimes at the end of the season, Kyle's just so gassed that he said, John, I need you. And every now and then during the season, I can, can you address our team? 
And so I just tried to put my thoughts into how we come back from a loss like that and um, talked about the courage it was going to take. And ultimately, that's what really got me, Tim, other than my loyalties to the to the York family, how good they've been to us, how much we've enjoyed this whole situation, um, you know, and then primarily our my, my relationship with Kyle, my friendship and my respect for him and the coaching staff that we have, that my staff, all that weighed in. But ultimately, when it came down to making that decision, because the money did get ridiculous, um, you know, I, all, all I could think about was that me getting up and talking to that mm. team. And if I left them with unfinished business, I, w- I would never feel good. That wouldn't sit well with me. And so, you know, I, I kind of think I even surprised Kyle and Jed because they, they knew, they said, listen, um, we love you. We don't want you to go anywhere, but that's a hard thing to turn down. And, but ultimately I did. And uh, I'm happy that I did some weeks. I appreciate <laughs> it. Yeah. It's a grind. There's no question. I, I totally understand. Like, knowing the other, all the other things that come up across your table. Uh, I understand the grind. I understand the situation. I appreciate you answering that question. Uh, I just, it just popped on my head. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, finish this with a version of the question. I asked everybody, I've asked you uh, a version of this question. I'll ask you another one. John Lynch, what's your favorite restaurant right now? Yeah, I love, you know, I, maybe it's being from San Diego, but I love Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a place, Luna, and they have one on um, uh, at the Prune Yard, but the original is down uh, uh, down in San Jose. I'm forgetting oh, yeah. the, the name of the, the, the place, but it's just a cool spot. It's kind of healthy uh, Mexican food, and, and I, I love um, – you know, chips and guac and a margarita, I'm in heaven. And uh, so that, that's my spot right there. I, I love it. Um, and, uh, you know, that that's that's my go-to right now. Well, listen, hey, listen, I appreciate the conversation as always, Sean. I know you're busy. It's a bye week, but trades are happening. I guess not anymore, but not many, anymore. many things are happening. Roster moves are happening, and I know you're pressed for time. So very much appreciate this, John. Thanks for the conversation. Yeah, thanks a lot, Tim. Everybody, that's the show for today.